Okay, this is the first Mimer in the Hesophas. It's important to remember that when we're learning the Hesophas, there's reference to earlier Mimerim, and therefore the ideas are not always as fully fleshed out as they would be in the original Mimer. This begins with the statement that the salt itself has no flavor. Nevertheless, it brings out the flavor in the meat. That is, that it comes from a level called the Gvura, that is restrictive of the level of Abba. As we explained, that is through Chachma, a person clarifies, Abba being reference to Chachma, it clarifies and brings out what is otherwise contained and sometimes unseen. That stems from that which is undeveloped in the original. Similarly, we have this idea in Torah that the quality of Chachma of Kabbalah is that it itself, it doesn't seem to fit, doesn't seem to have any uh, independent understanding. Uh, like it is in Nigla, where a person can fully comprehend the concept. Nevertheless, it is only through the study of Kabbalah that a person has flavor and meaning that can be brought out of the flesh, the meat, like the Nigla of Teda. And that's why it is prohibited to have a carbon without Melech, because it is like a tasteless Torah study. Now, in the Sefer Shalbenim and Tanya, it does not explain how exactly it is that Chachma is only a keli for the essence of the nefesh, which is innately higher than Seichel. Like it is above, that even Chachmilah is only a keli for Sevev Kolam, space, and therefore we find the level of Mesiris Nefesh for the oneness of Hashem is derived specifically from the Atzvah of the Nefesh, and the Alter Rebbe here quotes some other Maimarim speaking about the idea of the point of the Yud, the very uh, essence. And from here, we understand what Rabbi Yechon Zakai said, that at the end of his life, he did not know which path he would be taken on, even though he engaged in Torah his whole life because of his extreme humility. He found reason to be uncertain uh, where he was in this level of Chachma, that is within the level of his the Kesar of his Neshama, if it was in fact completely expressed in a revealed manner constantly, like Rabbi Kiva says, that Bechol Nafshecha, I never yet achieved. Nevertheless, through connecting his Chachma of his Nefesh through Torah, through this, he is able to also subsume himself in the essence of his neshama in a level that is higher than Chachma and the Urin Seif of Seviv Kolamun. And again, the Alter Rebbe quotes a few other Maimarim that explain this idea if there is no Chachma, there is no Yira, etc. We're on Daphnan Aleph Amid Aleph at this point. And for this reason, the Malachim asks for the Torah. And that's why it says, do not make it ordinary, lest it's Chalalu, that is through Torah we draw down this expression, the Kav and the Chut the ray and the thread, the connector from the Ein Seif of Chachma into this world. And through this, in the times of Mashiach, there will be the revelation of Seviv Kol Amin that is innately higher than what is expressed through the Kav. Like we say, you open up for me a pinhole, I will open up for you like the opening of a ballroom. And again, the Alter Rebbe quotes other Maimarim that expound upon this issue. And therefore, Terah came down into Chachmi law and into Gashmistic ideas, in order that a person with their Seichel should be able to comprehend it and understand it. And through this, it also creates a unification in the essence of the Neshama, that it should be completely surrendered in the Bittal of Ein Seif that is invested in the Chachmi. And through the study of the Chachma of Kabbalah that speaks about the loftiest matters, the discussions of Bayi and Rava, which are called, quote, small matters relative to this great matters, uh, 
Nevertheless, since a person cannot comprehend these ruchnistic ideas, they have no grasp of them. They only know that they exist, but they cannot fully comprehend them. And therefore, there cannot be a true unification of the seichel of the person. In the very essence, an engagement through the uh, learning of nigla of teda, and therefore the nigla is called bread, like it says, come to the bread, my bread, like teda is within the stomach, mamish. In contrast to Kabbalah, that is called salt, that does not have its own flavor, because it cannot appreciate its very essence. Nevertheless, it is uh, certainly very lofty, the, the value of the study of Nimesate, even though you cannot fully understand it. Similarly, when it comes to the study of Tereshebechsav, and we read the stories that occur within it, that a person doesn't really comprehend what it is. And if not for the interpretations of Torah in their proper way, a person could uh, bring the dead to life, but they don't have the full comprehension of all that's going on there. In contrast to Teir Shabbat where a person can really sort of sink their intellectual teeth into it and fully grasp it. That is, we only have a very uh, shallowish understanding of it. We get the basic narrative. Nevertheless, the source of all the letters that are contained within it are beyond the Chach. And this is what is described also when it comes to melody. And again, the author Rebbe quotes numerous other Maimarim that expound upon this idea and also the engagement in the Pnimis of Teda. And this, even though we cannot fully comprehend it, but we understand that there is a certain level of Chachma that is called that which is great. Like it says, great is Hashem, his greatness is incomprehensible, and therefore there is a certain virtue in it, and they both are valuable. That which we can sink our teeth into in Nigla, we can really understand all the nuts and bolts, and that which we recognize, it exists even if we can't fully comprehend it. And this we understand why we have to apportion a third of our day for the study of Mikra, like it is for the study of Talmud, because this includes the study of Pneumus And this is, again, what we mean when we say never allow there to be an offering without salt, because the discussions of Bayi and Rava, which are called, quote, a small matter. That is because in the origin of Torah from the Chabad of Zeyaranpin, they are called something that is, quote, small like to explain in Torah R, and again, the author Rebbe quotes a few other Maimarim, and therefore, when we learn the Pneumus of Torah, which is called something that is grand, this is because its origin is from Chachma, that is the level of Arach Anpin, that is called the great man. And therefore, even if you do not fully, or even in a sense at all, comprehend its true fabric, nevertheless, there's a great virtue here. There is a great explanation, understanding of the nigla of Torah, just like the salt that brings out the flavor in the bread and the meat. And this is why we say that we are shemagadlin by Torah, that is, we we expand upon the Torah, we make it greater. And this helps us understand why a chacham is greater than a prophet. And again, the author Rebbe quotes numerous other maimarim to underscore this point, oisvav. And every offering of a mincha was made from chita. Chita is wheat, and it has the gematria of 22, which is a reference to the 22 letters of Torah. And again, it says that it has to have salt, like we talked about. That bread has to be eaten with salt. And the karbonis, which is the process of elevating the nefeshah Bahamas, also has to include salt. The, the salt in, contains within it the two kaiches of chesed and gevura, mayim and esh, water and fire. And that's why it is called both Oiz and Teshia, Oiz Zayin. And this is what happened with Elisha, where he sweetened the bitter waters of Yericho through salt. Because the healing comes from a level that is higher even than the level of bread. 
And again, the Alter Rebbe quotes other Maimarim. That is, the idea of transforming the bitterness, Mamish, into sweetness, like it's explained that Hashem will transform the curse into, into blessing. And again, the Alter Rebbe quotes other Maimarim, which is the idea that you reach to a, a level that is higher than either of them. That is, to pull out the good from the bad through Torah, that it should be a transformation of the bad to the good. This is the quality of tshuva. We're on the top left-hand column in Nanal from Nanal. Uh, through the salt, which is, again, the Pnimis Through this, we transform the bad water to become water, life-giving water. And that was effectuated through Alicia. Alicia is Shin Ayin, the last two uh, letters of his name. The 370, which represents the 370 rivers, the level that Hashem turns to him. It's a reference to the story with Cain and Hevel. And this is the refuah, the healing that comes to them. And that's why salt is three times the name of Havaya in the Birchas Kainim. You know, with three times we have Hashem's name. Yivarecha Hashem, Yoy Hashem, Yisa Hashem. This is the, tra- the capacity to transform bitter to sweet. Like we say that the Jewish people at the time of the Birchas Kainim are able to transform the curse of Bilam. You recognize this. This is in the text that we read uh, during the last three words of the bracha that the community reads. And the bitter waters and the waters of Yerichai should also be transformed. And like it speaks about the transformation of dreams, because the dream comes from the world of chaos, of Tayu, and it must be transformed to transform it from Shvirus Akelim, the overwhelming amount of godliness that results in the, the chaos of Tayu, into the orderliness of Tikkun. And again, here the Alter Rebbe mentions other Maimurim. And that's why we are described as, quote, dreamers. And salt, melech, is also the same letters as the word chaylam, dream. And it's also the same letters as the word machal, which is forgiveness. And it's also this idea that, as Rashi explains, it is giving strength and healing. <clears throat> so the, the, the same three letters are dreams and salt and forgiveness and healing. That it is a healing that comes from this loftiest of levels and reaches down to the most profound levels. And this is the covenant of salt, which suggests that it's forever. And this, that matzah has to be without salt, is because it initially has to be the lechem oini, the poor man's bread, without any flavor. And it's only through that level where we have iskaftia, where we have no flavor, that we can then turn it around and create the rich man's matzah, which is uh, through the understanding. And this is why it is called the night of guarding, the first night of Pesach, that the level of Mamala Kolam protects us, that it should reveal the level of Sev of Kolam. And that's why it is called the poor man's bread, because it has nothing of itself. And then it draws down this light, which is the idea of Matzois, with Chaz, the additional letter Vav. As explained above in the Debrian Moscow, six days you should eat matzahs, and therefore we cannot add the bris melech which is a mixture that shows that there's already been this combination of soiviv into mamale, and therefore arayin, which is the letters of nira, that it should be drawn down to this level of bris melech oilam. That it is, it is mamulach, it is salted, it is tahar, it is pure, it is kaddish, it is holy. That the level of tahar, of purity, is connect, is intermingled with and connected with the level of kaddish. That tahar is mamalikolam. And Koidash is Seviv Kolam, as explained in other Maimar. And the level of Matzah, which is the poor man's bread, is a preparation to allow us to later connect and, and bond. Uh, and that's why it initially has to be without salt. 
And this is that quality that we refer to as a scaphia. And this is what sets the tone to allow us to ultimately graduate to a level of his hapcha, to transform darkness into light, bitterness into sweetness. And this is achieved through the quality of salt, regarding which it tells us that we can never allow the salt to be absent. And that's why sailors are called salters, like the salty sea, malachim. What is the connection? Because when a person goes out into the sea, that is out into the sea of Chachma, and he travels, this is like the garments that are made from Torah and Mitzvahs, through which a person is able to comprehend the sea of wisdom. And when you say the idea that they go into the sea, <clears throat> this is their path that draws down the infinite light into Chachma and Bina. And this is what it means that we guard the way of Hashem. And these garments, which are the boats that are necessary for the sailor who directs them, is the idea of mitzvahs requiring direction, kavana. And again, the Alter Rebbe uh, references other Maimarim. And that's why they are called salties, malachim, because, with a ches, because they mix together. That is, they draw down this level of the sea through the path that they grant in it. Then there's another explanation, that they are placed in the sea in order to transform the sea to the dry land. And that's the idea that on the seventh day, there should be a resting. That is, this quality, again, of the sailors, malachim with the ches, from the term of salt, that this is the drawing down of only a glimpse, not the essence, the level of uh, of arachanpin. And from here, we draw it down that it should be placed into the sea, uh, into these boats, which are the garments that allow us to navigate our way through the sea, through the revelation of Atzmas of Seilev Kolalman, that it becomes that much more powerful and transforms the sea, where ordinarily a person would sink, that they can traverse it like the dry land, the transformation of uh, sea to dry land. Now it's sort of a new idea. It is to understand what it says in the that initially Hashem's desire was to uh, emanate emanations, the Hatzil Netzalim, and still Hashem decided instead to restrain himself through his light and to allow there to be this sort of empty space that created the world of Atzilas. And all of the worlds were placed within this empty space. And the Orain Saif that was surrounding all of them in every way. That's the end quote from Yerzasachai. Now, in the Agasham, and here the Alter Rebbe does mention numerous other source material, only Bekitzer. The Alter Rebbe mentions that it says there that there remains this empty space, not after an empty space, because there still always is a residue from the light that was there before. But relative to the infinite, we call it an empty space. And again, here in the Haggai, he points out other explanations about Simtsum and about this Makam Ponoi in this empty space. And again, the Alter Rebbe mentions a number of other places where this is discussed at some length, that this place, this spot, this concept is where the world is created. That is, it is empty relative to the infinite light that was there before. And that's where you can have an oilam, even if it's an oilam vatsilis, our place within this, quote, empty space, even though it's never, of course, can be completely empty, but relative to the infinite light that had been there before, we refer to it as empty. Uh, and this is not like uh, it says in other places that it's the Ein Saif that surrounds the Chalal. That is called the place of the world. We're now on Amid Bey's.
Um, but it is the halal, it is this sort of, again, empty space that is called the place of the world. And Moshe Zuccato, he quotes it in Haggah. And again, Altareba uh, points us to other source material that discuss this idea. And regarding this, it says in the Pardes, under the section titled, quote, Makam, in the name of Rab Moshe, and in other places, again, uh, he explains that the place of the world, uh, again, numerous other quotes uh, that the Alter Rebbe has. He writes there also that Simtsum is not, God forbid, a diminishment of the light. It's only that it has been sort of, uh, instead of penetrating to the very essence, it is sort of off to the side. It doesn't use this muscle, but there is a muscle. It's like the parent who allows the child to explore on his own, while the parent is always commonly present, of course, even though the child may sometimes feel abandoned. That seemingly this is all odd and not understood. How is it possible that there should be a pushing to the side and the Ain Soif that's not at all in the world? And also that it says, I am Hashem, I do not change, that there can be no change in Hashem before we created the world, after we created the world. And this Simsum certainly seems to be a change. And therefore, we first have to explain what is written in other, in other Svarim, that the names of Hashem reference the ten Sviris, Kael is Chesed, Elohim is Gvura. It doesn't mean that the Sviris themselves uh, have this identity, Chas Shalom, and that Kael and Gvura are Elohim, but these are the Sviris of the, these Midois uh, that are identified. Of course, we know, of course, we only dive to Hashem, not to his Midas, as is explained in the Pardis, and of course, in common concept that there is only these 10 and not 9 and not 11 and so on. What then do we mean is the significance of these names? That they're all references, of course, to Hashem himself, that he is one. And that's why it says in the Sefi Yitzirah regarding the 10 Sviris, that he is, of course, the only one Hashem. Uh, and it's only before Hashem that we uh, bring our uh, Tfilois and so on. For this is the reason we say that Hashem is uh, Kadosh, and through learning Kabbalah, we have to be careful not to compare this to what it sometimes appears to be in an overly simplistic form, uh, or not to uh, mix in any mistaken attributes of the physical world. Uh, even though, of course, the words of the Kabbalah and Chesed are all true, and again, as it's all quoted, but here's where we have that caution to make sure that we understand that what we mean is that it's the infinite light of Hashem expressed through the keli of chesed, that the or reflects the source, as is explained in Tanya, in the Geras HaKodesh, and so on. Rather, it is invested in the characteristic of chesed, that there should be the light and life force within the characteristic of chesed, like a neshama that's in, embedded in a physical body. Nevertheless, the physical body is not comparable to the neshama, it's an act which is an actual part of Hashem, but it is enclosed within the physical body, gives life to it, and it lives from it. And through it, it expresses itself, Bagashmias, it can do tzedakah and so and so forth, and seichel through its activities, even its physical activities, uh, which of course the neshama couldn't do without the body, only through being invested within the body. And still the neshama is invested and expresses through the body and not the body itself. Similarly, when we talk about the infinite light of Hashem being expressed in the characteristic of chesed or the other midas, it is a vehicle through which it communicates itself within this physical limited world. That were it not invested in the midas, it would not express itself at all in something measurable. It would only be as its basic element, which is immeasurable. Uh, there would be no chayas through it at all. 
And only now, the physical world, the heavens and the earth, and so on, like we will be in loss of love, that there will be such a great revelation that the heavens and earth will not be in any form of conflict with the spiritual. And again, the Alter Rebbe points out other places regarding these levels of chesed uh, and so forth. And that's why the ten spheres themselves are considered a, a full structure. Chesed is the right hand, etc., as is explained in Igeris HaKodesh, uh, etc. Now, the Orient Seif, which is the neshama for the quality of chesed, which is the right hand, that we call kale or elokah, and not the chesed itself, chas v'shom. So again, we're always referring to Hashem as he is expressed in one of these midas. This midah is a keli, it is a vehicle for the expression of the aura of the neshama. And similarly, the name of Elohim is, an, is a keli, is a tool for the expression of gevurah. Not chas v'shom, that the midah itself has its own identity. Hashem is not a composite of midas. So that all the names of Hashem, Chesed, Gevura, etc., the Kavana and the idea is to the infinite light of Hashem that becomes the life-giving force to the Chesed of the Gevura. So all of them will refer to Hashem literally, even though Chesed refers to one characteristic of Hashem, or Hashem manifesting himself, that's a more proper way of saying it, and Gevura, Hashem manifesting himself. Like we say, the king gives a gift to his friend, he gives him a greater gift with his right hand. Sometimes he gives it with his left hand. Even though it's not the right hand or the left hand that's giving it to him, it's the king. So a person doesn't perceive that I got it from the king's right and left hand. He says, I got it from the king, regardless of which hand. Yes, it's true that if it's given in greater abundance, we describe it as being given from the right hand and lesser were from the left hand, but we do not say that I got it from the hand, I got it from the king. This is all the Or and the Chai. Similarly, the Shechina is the expression of Malchus of Atzilus. And again, it's not the Mida itself, but it is the expression of Hashem via this Mida. That's what we call Shechina. Like we say, V'shechanti B'Soycha, that this Ha'ar expresses and is invested in the Holy of Holies of Biyah, like it's explained in the Paradise. And therefore, we say that a person has to have in mind when he says, Hakel HaGadol. That is a reference to the greatness, the gedula, and the word itself is gedula. But the intent is for the essence of Hashem. That is the Ein Soif that is invested within them. Nevertheless, the name itself alludes to the very essence of the Mida, that Hashem is the idea of Din, which is Gevura, and Kael is the Lashon of Gedula, or power, strength, and so forth, as it's recorded in other Pesukim. And the light and life force that comes from itself is innately shapeless, it's pashit betachlis, hapshitis, and therefore Hashem is the life force of all midas, but he is not any of the midas. He is not a composite of attributes. But this is the light, the way it is itself, before it's invested in the kalim. Once it becomes invested in the kalim, then the light becomes expressed in the keli of chesed, it is called the or of chesed. Uh, and that, therefore, it gives justification to reference as kale. And again, Alter Rebbe points us to other places that this is discussed. Now, in its essence, we say that there is not a change in the hand uh, as far as the soul is concerned. There's no difference in the hand and in the eye. It's all the same. Even though their behaviors are different, the hand writes and the eye sees, uh, and so on, that they are all linked together. And again, it's the keli that shapes the expression. Uh, like the statement in the Medrash, that to whom do you ask? Me? Or you ask me according to my character, according to my behavior. 
And that is the Midas that are invested within it. And the Midas is also a levush, a garment through which it can be measured. Um, and again, this is all different mashalim uh, that are brought like a king. His clothing doesn't define him. It just expresses him. And this is why Atik Yoimin is considered like the white garment as white as snow, which references the characteristic of abundant chesed. Michal, who is the quality of chesed, is the malach of snow, as is explained in Shirashirim. And since this Mida uh, is the marich af, it's the characteristic of tolerance. From here, it draws out that the wicked, there is no, di- there is no judge and there is no justice. That's the idea of wickedness. And this is what is mentioned. And that is the garment of the king, that he sits in that whiteness and that level of purity. And thus, there's always the re- responsive character, mida kenegad mida, character for character. Uh, why does Hashem, quote, wear red or wear white is in reflection of the way in which we conduct ourselves. But of course, Hashem never changes. It's only the manner of expression. Uh, and these identifications, these names are a reflection of the caliph. And that's the divine light that is still giving, the divine life, a highest helicos, that is giving life to all of these kalim. And that's why they are neshamas invested within kalim, like the person that the eye has a certain light, life force, uh, the power of ria, and so forth. And the kits are the idea of tzimtzum, where there remains this makam cholo, this empty place, but there still is the residue of the divine light uh, that, that is there, and we explain that we don't daven, we don't refer to Hashem, he is not a composite of Midas, but the names that we attribute to Hashem are the method through which the Midas are expressed. Like Hashem says, I am identified by my characteristics. <laughs>